It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Live with the play-by-play voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. This is your radio home of the Chiefs for... Okay, welcome everybody. We're on the air. We're going to start on the phone there tonight. Welcome to the Hy-Vee Market Grill at 151st uh, in Black Bob in Olathe, not far from the Intergalactic Headquarters of Garmin. Uh, but we have got a sellout crowd here tonight, an oversold crowd tonight, uh, as uh, we get ready to celebrate and celebrate the uh, uh, this just in, Chiefs 28, Raiders 10. The Chiefs are now 22-3 and three against the AFC West since the beginning of 2015. And they've not lost a Sunday game in the division in five years. Just putting it out there. All right, special thanks tonight to our folks at Hy-Vee, our host of the show, as we get some specials going on with them. Also a reminder, the Chiefs Kingdom show is brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers. Remember, Bad Boy uh, Chiefs Kingdom is Bad Boy Country. Mo with an attitude. 
So, uh, again, uh, and then the folks here at High V, a reminder with the Chiefs getting 28 points yesterday as we're uh, trying to deal with some technical difficulties. We're uh, getting through it here. But anyway, at High V, uh, on a special Monday, kind of victory Mondays here, the Chiefs scored 28 points in that game, as mentioned, against the Raiders. So that means that today, the rest of tonight, you can earn 28 cents or more on your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card with a purchase of $28 or more. Again, that's at High V. Uh, big crowd here tonight, as we mentioned. The geeks are here. The original geeks are here. The Red Coders are here. Uh, hey, hey, Paula is here tonight. Wildcat John, the Lake Lottawana Lake Rats. We got four generations of them, including celebrating a uh, birthday tonight. The Nothing But Noise Tailgaters. Um, we mentioned also the Taj Mahal Tailgaters are here. Red Guard, Red Hots, uh, Reed's Redheads, the Chiefs Kingdom Cousins are here tonight. They're lined up as our special guest tonight will be the best tight end in the National Football League, Travis Kelsey. We'll be here with us tonight in just a little bit. Again, at the High V Market Grill at 151st Street in Black Bob. Uh, and we finally get to open at home. We get a home game. Uh, we'll play the Baltimore Ravens this week as we get the home opener on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. And so we'll be uh, getting ready for that one. Uh, for the second straight year, the Chiefs are the last team to open at home. After getting two road wins to start the year, I figured it up. It's like 6,000 air miles as we got going. Uh, only There's nine teams that are 2-0, and but only three had to start on the road for two straight weeks. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, Buffalo Bills, and your Kansas City Chiefs who took care of business yesterday against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Coach Andy Reid is uh, standing by at his office at One Arrowhead Drive. He'll also be helped out there by Spartacus. A lot of you know Dan Israel, the executive producer of the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Today's his birthday. Not only one of the Lake Rats, but uh, Spartacus, of course, you remember years ago, a cancer survivor uh, fighting his way through colon cancer. A lot of you helped him get through that. But, again, our Chiefs Kingdom show tonight, we're at Olathe, an oversold crowd, really. Travis Kelsey will be our guest. Uh, And so – uh, some special thanks, too, for Travis. We'll be giving away uh, for being our guest here tonight. So we have got uh, Coach Reed standing by at One Arrowhead Drive. Let's take a break, perhaps. Yeah. Well, we'll take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this on our Chiefs Kingdom show on the Chief Fox Football Radio Network. Mahomes throwing left, wide open to Marcus Robinson, inside the five, touchdown, Kansas City, Demarcus Robinson runs free, remember he had the 89 yard touchdown a year ago against these guys, he gives adrenaline to the whole Chiefs kingdom with a 44 yard bomb from Mahomes. Welcome back everybody to the Ivy Market Grill in Olathe at 151st Street. Has a great crowd on hand tonight, uh, celebrating the victory over the Oakland Raiders, 28-10, to 10, and getting ready for the home opener against the Baltimore Ravens uh, this Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. And now I want to introduce to you a guy that yesterday reached a milestone, and if we win on Sunday, when we win on Sunday, he will be sixth all-time by himself in the number of wins in the history of the National Football League as a head coach. I know the Kingdom Cousins are here tonight. Time to give a big cheer this evening for the head coach of your Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Thanks, Mitch. 
Thank you, Coach, and congratulations on that milestone. We're going to take you out by yourself and take out Chuck Noll when we win on Sunday. But I want to ask you about this game yesterday. It felt like a prize fight, and they come out and hit us in the jaw in the first round. Your ability as a team to fight back and to hit them back twice as hard with a counterpunch, what does it tell you about this team and what about that circumstance to do it there and on the road? Yeah, that's a great test for you as a football team when you play in that stadium. There's not there's not a lot of red in that stadium, although we had a lot. There are a lot of brave people that went in there, but normally you have to really uh, rally the troops when you go in there and and uh, come together as a team, and, and you know there's going to be some adversity always in this rivalry. And so that's what we were up against. I was proud of the guys for sticking together, supporting each other, and just kind of calming the storm and just saying, listen, we're going to be all right. Let's get back to just doing what we do. And and, uh, and then the coaches and the adjustments they made uh, I thought were great. So uh, the coordinators really stepped up too. So I, I, I was proud of all that part, and obviously the end result was good. Well, just outstanding to fight back like that and then have an incredible second quarter. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I want to ask you about defensive plays. I was reviewing the video and flying back last night. Coach, I counted nine different guys that had significant plays. Stone Cold took things over for a while, uh, Chris Jones. But there was a big defensive play early by Kendall Fuller that seemed to flip the game. But you had other guys. Okafor, I'm going to go down the line. Ogba. Uh, there was a big play by Neiman to get him off the field. Then the interceptions. We'll play those later in the show after we let you go. The big, significant, important defensive plays that different guys are making. The impact in that game and what it could mean for the long haul here for your guys to do that. Yeah, well, it's important. I mean, very important. Um, and they took a lot of pride in that. They, they they were upset that they were able to move the ball down the field the first couple series. And, and I think they just rallied themselves and said, listen, enough of this and let's bear down uh, in all phases of, of the defense and, and let's stop them. And um, they did that. And, and, you know, it's, again, it's a tribute to the coaches and the players all sticking together. Nobody was pointing fingers at each other. They just got it done. And, uh, and you know, things changed when that happened. Now let's get to that 28-point quarter. Again, 10 to nothing Raiders at the end of one. You knew they were going to come after us. They had a great scheme. Now they'll sudden to fight back and to absolutely explode on them. When you got D-Rob open for the 44-yarder, how much of that just – I mean, I said on the year it gave adrenaline to the whole kingdom, but how much of that was like, okay, let's go, let's roll now? Well, uh, yeah, D-Rob always brings good energy, man. He's he's high octane, so, um, and and that's how he was yesterday. Getting him involved was a big thing. He he seems to play very well in that stadium, and and uh, and and you know it showed again yesterday, and so, um, and, and it did. It fu- it helped fuel us uh, as we went on, and. Again, everybody had a part of it. I mean, none of it gets done without the offensive line. Then Patrick was spot on. And uh, I just, you know, again, I tell you the same thing that I mentioned on defense. I tell you the same thing on offense. The guys just kind of calmed the storm. EB kept everybody together, and, and they rolled. And it was, uh, it, you know, it was, it was fun to watch. Well, that's why you mentioned the offensive line. I want to ask you, because Fish gave it a go. Eric Fisher at the intergroin on Friday's practice tried to give it a go in the first series he had to come off then you throw cam irving in there 
Uh, what about Fish giving it a shot and then Cam coming in there and playing left tackle the rest of the way? Yeah, it was good that Fish, you know, he, he couldn't go. So it was good that he he, he allowed Cam to come in there because uh, he, some guys will stay in and then it ends up hurting the team. And so he got himself out um, and he gave it a whirl, got himself out, and then Cam uh, stepped up and did a, did a nice job with it. I want to ask you, too, though, about your offense. You mentioned D-Rob kind of emerging. Sammy had the huge week last week. But I've, what's underrated to me, and I just want you to explain it in your offense, how you talk about next man up, but it's almost like next men up. And your offense is designed that everybody has to know everything in those receiver positions. What about that you're teaching and what it requires of your guys on offense to know more than just one spot? And be ready to go when something uh, doesn't go right. Well, it's it's big. You know, it's it's big. It's easier um, said than done. I, I've got to give credit to Greg on that, Lewis, for making sure those guys stay on top of their game at all those positions. And yeah, we do. I mean, we move you around quite a little bit, <clears throat> and we have a quarterback that can see the field and and uh, utilize all the all the receivers. So when we tell the receivers. There's never a dead play. I mean, you just don't know exactly where he's going to go with it. Um, and he's got range and he has vision with the ball. And so, um, and with his eyes, obviously, the vision with his eyes. So uh, you better stay alive or he's going to hit you inside the head with, with the football. So our guys have been trained to, to do it that way, not only by the quarterback, but by the coaches and, and, the, and the system there. So. And, and nobody's more of a drill sergeant with it than Eric Benamy. I mean, he makes sure that the guys are always focused in. Yeah, and I want to ask you, too, the third and 20 play, uh, gigantic. You get the lead, the third and 20. I mean, there's people, even Kendall saying on the air, well, how many third and 20 plays do you have? I'm thinking, well, this coach and this quarterback, you might have a whole thumb drive full of them. But I want to ask you about something, because I remember in OTAs, Hardman maybe wasn't running the route quite like you wanted it. And I remember you saying something to him and Patrick at camp going, you got to run. I remember a post route and everybody heard it at camp, but you got to run. It was ringing through my head. As I saw Hardman, he ran and ran by him. And that post just uh, split those dudes. But to get that play and at the growth of McCole Hardman, even since rookie minicamp, yeah, well, even just within that game, that first third down that he had a chance with, he didn't quite come out with the, the right urgency level, and uh, he was kind of sorting things out as he went. And I, I say urgency level. He, he was, in his mind, he was moving fast. But uh, when, you, when you're kind of feeling everything out, you're not moving as fast as if you're just playing. And so it's it's kind of a unique uh, thing there. But anyways, he, he fit in the rest of the – the day and he played fast and and uh and he was absolutely on point with with his route running and and did it with in an explosive manner with speed decisive on everything and and you gotta you know your hat's off to the kid he's a real smart kid which which helps he gets it um it's just a matter of him having reps here in a game to to do these things I just want to tell everybody there's no wasted days with Coach. And if he tells you in April, hey, here's the way you do it, it may manifest itself September, October, November, December, January, and dare I say February. Okay. Uh, the other thing is end of half now. 
but you're rolling again. People think, well, maybe get a field goal. You're going to get it twice in a row. You get the ball to start the third quarter. And then wham, wham, here comes the right-left cross and the throw to Kelsey, the route by Kelsey on the out and up. Uh, that play in specific and the accuracy by Patrick and the route catch by uh, Kelsey. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big one. Um, those are the ones that kind of break your back as, as a, you know, as a defense or motivate you as a, as an offense. And, and Kels was in a one-on-one situation with 42 and, and the safety rolled over the top 25 and, and, uh, Kels gave him a little slight outside nod and then just hit it. And people underestimate how fast he is cause he's so big. And then he, he runs so fast. Uh, they, they, uh, and then he's got the size to go with it. So the kid was in a trail position and really didn't stand a chance from that that point. Um, and and then the quarterback, listen, I mean, he he put that thing, um, you know, he dotted it as we'd say. So it was perfect, pinpoint perfect. Then you get the last one to get the 28 just rapid fire points, and the game changed uh, crazy. Another thing I want to ask you about though was blitz pickups, quickly by Damian. Uh, when uh, Damian was able to pick up the uh, blitzes on the inside blitzes, uh, just his ability and how he's grown uh, as a running back, because it looked like there were two giant blitz pickups when you went on that 28-point barrage by Damian Williams. Yeah, he did. He had a couple big ones there, and <clears throat> and they're good at that. I mean, that's what they do, and you you got to be sharp with it. And and I thought he he was uh, he was he was accurate and again decisive. Your, your objective is to push those guys back from where they came from. And when you're running back, they've got to run and start. So you've got to, you got to kind of bring, bring the wood a little bit on that, Mitch. Well, hey, the Chiefs were able to get 28 points in one quarter against the Raiders. They were able to put the hammer down, baby. And that was a hammer drop on those dudes. Now, how excited are you and the rest of this crew to finally get to play a home game against the Baltimore Ravens? Well, there's nothing like home here, man, I'll tell you. So we get to see a red. They'll be revved up, and those, those guys will be out there at 4 in the morning uh, here at the gate with their barbecues <laughs> out and just warming them up for the, for the pregame. So it's a, it's a good deal, and uh, we love it. And can't wait. We can't wait to get those redheads right there all fired up. <laughs> the redheads will be there and be ready to get fired up. We're going to send him back to work. Ladies and gentlemen, he wins this week. We win this week. Sixth all-time. It's a 100-year league, right? Sixth all-time in the history of the NFL is your head coach, Andy Reid. Give him a chair going back to work. All right, man. Hi to those redheads, Mitch. They're here. Head coach Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. Kels is here. The best tight end in the National Football League, Travis Kelsey. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Olathe, 151st Street in Black Bob, just up the street from Garmin. We'll be back with Kels and more from the show. For this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Chiefs, second and 17, Mahomes. Damian Williams, right halfback, pressure. Floating a pass, Kelsey near side, over the shoulder, makes the catch in traffic. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mahomes, his third touchdown pass in as many weeks and in as many drives. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hyde Market Grill at 151st Street. Ben Blackbox, in Olathe. 
as uh, getting ready for the home opener this week against the Baltimore Ravens. And Tyler Rapp, executive vice president, is here tonight from the team. And we're unleashing tonight. This is the... This is the. Uh, this is why we have the Kingdom Show, man. We do a lot of cool stuff on the show, but we are unleashing something special tonight. This is a special poster for this game. It'll be a collector's item. There's only 1,000 of these, and there will be a. Uh, we'll put it on social. So for those of you listening on the network, you're like, I can't see it. Well, you will on social. Uh, you could go to cheese.com. I'll put it on my social, and you can check it out. But every home game, there will be a, an artist kind of commission to make a for the 60th anniversary of the team a special kind of throwback uh, commemorative print for that specific game. So it's only there's only going to be a thousand of these. There's only a thousand for each week, and the only way to get it will be in person at the pro shop. All right, starting tomorrow. Uh, so again, that's how we're going to do it, but it's going to be kind of cool uh, and. It's just another initiative. If you've been around the club level at Arrowhead and even just around the Arrowhead complex, just how much art and local art is appreciated not only by the Hunt family but by the entire Chiefs kingdom, you see uh, just how cool it is and how people are highlighted, local artists, uh, and especially tying in just the genre of the Chiefs kingdom uh, in the art at the stadium. Well, this is a way you can have it, just a 1,000 of these and they'll be sold at the pro shop starting tomorrow, and there will be one for each game. Uh, again, to commemorate the 60th anniversary, the Baltimore poster uh, done by Tad Carpenter of Carpenter Collective in Kansas City, Missouri. So uh, each poster is $20, and all proceeds will be donated to charity through the Hunt Family Foundation. They do so much, obviously, through that foundation uh, to help folks who need it the most in the kingdom. A reminder, the Chiefs Kingdom show is brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers, right? Mow with an attitude. Uh, Chiefs Kingdom is Bad Boy Country, uh, Bad Boy Mowers. Um, and a reminder, with IV, these Mondays are huge. These Mondays are huge uh, because whenever the Chiefs, whatever they score in a game, yesterday was 28 points. That means that today, the rest of tonight, uh, you can – a lot of folks do their grocery shopping after the show, and we got several hundred people in here. Uh, you can use, uh, you can earn 28 cents on your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card. That's with the purchase of $28 or more. So uh, that's from Hy-Vee. You can tell he is on his way. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will have the best tight end in the National Football League. The Kingdom Cousins are here. Travis Kelsey after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Lining up to the far side of the field. Ball will be on the right hash. Oakland sends four on the rush. They drop seven. Mahomes deep. He wants McCall Hardman in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. There's your third and 20 play. A deep post to McCall Hardman for his first National Football League touchdown. Hardman's touchdown on third and 20. Uh, so it's a heck of a play uh, getting it going. So now I am joined by, let me just set this up right. Yesterday he had his one, I'm sorry, his 18th 
100-yard game. All right. Three straight against the Raiders. Three straight. Four-time Pro Bowler. Um, and we're 14-4 and four in those 18 games. All right? Something stats, but some guys win. This dude wins. He is the best tight end in the NFL. Give it up for Travis Kelsey. Appreciate Everybody in here, it's good to see you, Chief Kingdom. <laughs> it's always good to see you guys after a win. What about that game yesterday? Uh, it was like, uh, I said it was like with Coach, when you were taking pictures with the fans, it was like a prize fight. Man, a one-two punch in the opening round. But then how cool is it to hit them back twice as hard? Um it was. It was that. I think that second quarter. I guess. I guess speak for everyone. That was pretty fun. Um, it was exciting, and it, it, it was. Uh, it was exciting not only just to have the team success, but to see guys uh, that haven't had that that shine yet, like a Demarcus Robinson who came out and just ripped the hearts out of everyone in Oakland. Um, and then on top of that, you know, uh, Miko Hardman stepping up to the plate, showing that he uh, he belongs in this league and belongs on this team. So it, it was just uh, it was cool to see everyone kind of step up to the plate and just roll. I want to ask you about those guys first. The fact that I've, we've seen this coming for D Rob for a while. I mean, the dude works his rear end off, um, and the fact I'm, none of us were shocked to see that happen. <laughs> no, we were all just happy for him at that point because he had worked he had worked his tail off for over the past couple of years to get this office down pat to where. It, Coach can put him anywhere on the field. I mean, he's a jack all trades. He's literally a guy that can he can block anywhere on the field. He can he can get after it route wise. Uh, and you know what? It's just uh, it's cool to see him finally get some recognition for uh, you know all the work he's been able to put in. The other one talking about Hardman, and I brought it up with Coach, but I remember in an OTA he kind of didn't run the route. Maybe his way Pat wanted him to run it, and Pat and Coach uh, said, well, you know, maybe some encouragement to run it a little different. And then at camp, you'll remember this. Everybody heard it. And Pat was throws him a post about the same route, and he goes, keep running. Yesterday, he, he kept, kept running. running. <laughs> he kept running right through the defense, man. And it's, uh, it's, it's awesome to see him progress as a football player because, like you said, he, he, um, th- th- that's just the culture of the system of, uh, of Coach Andy Reid. You know, um, guys coming in the league need to know that, you know, this is the real deal. We're, we're, I need you now, and I need you to know what you're doing now. You know, this isn't a, a year-long process. We're not waiting on anybody here. And um, and I think Nicole understands that, and he's been able to go out there and and, uh, and really play free because he's been he, he's put his notes in the books and been able to figure out this offense. And what about you? We ask you to do 200 things. You got to block the run game. You got to block in the pass game sometimes, and then you got to know every route on the route tree. How much of this has been your growth? Down through the years. I mean, I'm still growing at it. I still feel like I can uh, I can get better at every part of the game, uh, from route running to blocking to uh, just um, mentally being uh, being steady throughout the entire game. And uh, and that's something that I'm working on every single week uh, with the coaches, with the players. And it's just something that you just keep building, keep building. And that's the beautiful thing about football is that you can always it's never perfect. You can always go out there and get better and uh, and and keep competing. And sure enough, uh, hopefully. Down the road, we uh, we see ourselves playing for a championship. A couple things here. I got good news, and then I got good news. The good news is we beat the Raiders twenty-eight to ten. 
The other good news, it's the last scheduled game in the Coliseum. All right, now, the reason I bring that up is I get a chance to watch the video on the way home on the plane. Oh, my gosh. You're playing on the dirt, and your your jersey looks like those old AFL 1962 (laughs) games. Yeah, I was rolling around. I was in it. I was in it for sure. Um, I don't know how I got so fortunate that that all my passes just happened to be right there round in second or in the warning track there in the end zone. It was was cool. I had always told everybody in my family, like, man, I've I've put it open for six years, seven years now, and I've never been able to play them uh, in the early first, like, two or five weeks of the season so that I could actually play on the baseball field. I mean, as a kid growing up, I mean, all of my football and baseball childhood heroes touched that field, which is coolest ever walking out there on that field and putting up 160 yards and two touchdowns and a win. 107 yards and seven catches, you know, and, and try and perform greatness myself. You know, that was a – it's a cool feeling, man. It's a cool feeling. Um, and I'm feeling every bit of it uh, today <laughs> because of that dirt. And um, my uncle warned me. He told me because he, uh, he's played some football in his day. He warned me. He said, listen, your your excitement for playing on, on the dirt is not what it needs to be. You do not want – it's like he told me it's belly flopping on concrete every time you hit the ground. Yeah. It's just like, gosh, it doesn't sound too appealing, but it was uh, it's something I'll remember forever, and uh, and it's it's fun to go out on top out in uh, Oakland, that's for sure. I can't remember if it was at home or not. Jose Canseco had the fly ball land on his head, and that's about the spot where you, he catches the touchdown. Kelsey, go back and look at it. Catches the touchdown, and then you go down in this pile of dirt, which is, I guess, I don't know, Foul territory or the warning yeah. track? you got to let the baseball players know as they're getting close to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're running an out and up at full speed with Patty Icebound. Oh, yeah. Or you want and, and you're trying to avoid the wall, and you go down in the dirt. It was crazy. Track, baby. Yeah, it was uh, It's definitely one to remember. I'll probably have a few scars on my head for, for quite, the, quite the season. So what about fighting back and, re- I mean, getting getting the juice back now? Not only you. We had some dudes, man. There was a lot. This has been two tough games now on the road to get two wins on the road, travel like 6,000 miles to do it, uh, but getting ready now for a home opener against the Ravens. Um, I'm fired up. I know the kingdom is fired up. Um, I know these uh, these first two games have been fun, but I think we've all been itching to get an arrowhead and really uh, cut it loose and, and have some fun and uh, get back to the to the to – you know, just uh, holding it down at, at the house and taking care of uh, our people here in Kansas City. I cannot wait. It, the 142.2 is on. I mean, just the other thing that's on, and I hope people know what Travis is doing, has done, will do for our community, not only here but Cleveland, his hometown. But Thursday night, you had an event, your 87 and Running Foundation. You have a deal called Walk the Walk, which was really cool. But your heart for kids uh, and what you've done already for Operation Breakthrough. I mean, it's uh, it's something that's always been uh, in me to be able to help out uh, the less fortunate. And then I've been able to be very, um, very fortunate in that regard of, you know, growing up with, uh, with my parents giving everything, like everything that they could give to me, they, they, it was on the table. 
And, um, you know, I was, I was very fortunate in that regard. I saw it throughout uh, my childhood, like that was something that w- wasn't in every single household. And um, so it's always been in me through my parents to, to give back and to help uh, lend a helping hand. And um, when I thought of a charity, a foundation, something that I really cared about that uh, I feel like you want to talk about influence, be able to influence people to do the right things um, and, for, and, and, and influence people to do it for the right reasons. I think that uh, relating to kids, I, I, we were, I was talking about being uh, being on the same field as my childhood heroes. I was a kid once looking up at an NFL athlete um, and watching his every step, seeing what he could do. And uh, you know what? When it comes to the kids, I, I feel like I have that understanding of how they look up at me um, in, a, in a regard. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, I can help them uh, with that uh, and with uh things that are going on in their life. And then on top of that, through Operation Breakthrough, be able to, you know, set them up for the future. One of the highlights at a runway, it's kind of a fashion show. It is a fashion show. It's really high energy, pretty cool. But the kids, you had four kids from Operation Breakthrough that were there. My wife, Tammy, was there. She was there. We were looking. We were looking up there. She was looking up some of the stats. One in four of the kids in Operation Breakthrough are homeless, okay? And, like, over two-thirds of the kids have seen some kind of violence in their home. I mean, when you start to get down and look what Operation Breakthrough does and what you're doing to help them, this gets real. But when you see those kids have victory in their life, like the kids that showed up at the deal, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's awesome just to see a smile on their faces. You know, you never know what any of them are going through. I mean, I've heard unbelievably sad stories, and it's it's not to, you know, bring any – you don't want to, like – anything to the kid of, of what's going on outside of the moment that you're in, right? Because right. you want him, to, you want that moment which I really want the youngs to be happy and, and, and enlightening and everything like that. So it's just, it's awesome to see that Operation Breakthrough has given them an opportunity to come in, smile every single day, and have somebody to talk to, have a, have a way to grow as a person, and um, have really a, a limitless, a ceilingless opportunity to these extracurricular activities that you uh, you might not have if you're in your school districts or anywhere else. But you're giving these kids a chance to have a victory in their lives. Those four that showed up, I was so impressed with them because they, man, they had personality and there was just some confidence in them. I go, there's probably no other way that they could get that without going through Operation Breakthrough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what Operation Breakthrough does for them. Uh, mentally, their confidence, um, educationally, how they how they progress. Um, for those that don't know, um, Operation Breakthrough has expanded their uh, their building, and when they expanded their building, I um, my foundation accepted running health pays forty five thousand dollars for a robotics lab, and these kids went out with the robotics lab and got gold. <laughs> Gold medal right away. Right away. Right yeah. yeah. And it was uh, it was one of the coolest uh, experiences um, hearing that news, knowing that, you know, I helped uh, provide that for them. Business cool about Kels because we are we, we help provide that for them because without Kansas City community and, uh, and the support that we get from you guys. Thank you, So here's what we learned on Thursday night that is cool. Sometimes there's a program that will take a kid up to a certain age. Let's say a child is up to maybe seventh or eighth grade, and then after that, there's nothing there. Now, because of your lab, they have a chance to get additional education. They can be ready for the workplace. 
Now you're taking it even further. Yeah, we're going to try and, uh, and, and make a building in a in a in an area in the building uh, dedicated to the high school kids, kids that are uh, more um, understanding of what they really want to do in their in their field, and uh, whether it be music, whether it be food. Um, I mean, they have everything for these kids and, and operation break. They're really. The other thing that's awesome is to see how the guys pull together for each other. You had Sammy Watkins there. Pat Mahomes oh, was there. Uh, I'm talking about D-Rob was there. That was like the precursor of the game. My guy Gary Dito was right there. Sheepdog, shout out to Sheepdog, man. And then Alex Okafor. Yeah. Alex Okafor, a guy that's just on the team this year. I mean, he's already out in the community doing amazing things, as he's done in Austin and back where he lives. A guy showing up and just wanting to be a part of something good, man. But you've been around the league long enough to know it is – you'd think it was everywhere. It's not. This locker room, the unselfishness, you and I have talked about over the last couple of years, even before training camp started. Explain that to us just how special their connection is between this entire team and how the locker room respects each other. I think um, I think the front office has done an unbelievable job. Coach Reed, uh, Red Beach, everybody has done a great job of – bringing in high-character guys, guys that want to come into work, um, that aren't going to complain when it gets tough. Guys are going to come in and go to, go to work every single day with a guy next to them, knowing that, you know, um, this guy's working his tail off for me, so I need to respect that and be accountable of that. Uh, they show an unbelievable job of bringing in guys with that mentality. And when that comes to life, uh, everything is fun. Everything you can enjoy, the hard work that you put in, because – Everybody has that good camaraderie, good chemistry. So people ask me all the time, they're saying, well, hey, there's some guy going, feed me the ball. I need to have, I got to have 10 targets, I got to have eight catches, I got to have 100 yards and three touchdowns, whatever. I don't sense there is a drop of that on this team. No, no. And the thing is, is that there's, it's, when we're listening to that, we have guys on this team where everybody can do that on every single game. If it was the game plan for them. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it kind of, it's hats off to Coach Reed and Pat Mahomes for being able to, you know, spread the ball out the way that, that we have been able to these first few games. Because um, then you really don't know who we're going to on what given play, and it's just uh, it's kind of like controlled chaos out there. <laughs> well, we love the chaos. Take on it's 28 points in a quarter. He's not chaos. He's the best tight end in the National Football League, and we're going to let him go. Travis Kelsey, ladies and gentlemen. Guys the best. I appreciate you joining us to 87 and running at 87 and running.org. Everybody, enjoy your evening. Thanks for having me on. Travis Kelsey, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be back to close out the show today. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we go, thank you. You know with Kels, with the Ravens coming in, the home first home game of the year, it's time for Kels and everybody else to put the hammer down, baby. Yeah. On the table. Heck yeah. <laughs> 44 to go third quarter 28-10 Chiefs high formation set double tight right Carr changing the play under center Rodney Hudson another former Chief they're going to throw a fade pattern to the far side Breland intercepts it Rashad Breland picks Derek Carr in the end zone that's a touchback and Breland plays the fade perfectly they wanted Tyrell Williams 
And for Carr, he has struggled against the Chiefs, his 10th career interception against the red and gold. Welcome back, everybody. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill at 151st Street in Olathe, just up the street from the Intergalactic Headquarters at Garmin. A reminder, we have this special art this week. Uh, every home game will have this special uh uh, and a local artist will have a special print that's a collector's item. Tad Carpenter did this. $20 for the poster. It'll go through charity through the Hunt Family Foundation. Special thanks to hy V tonight. They are awesome. hy V's terrific. <laughs> Remember, 28 points yesterday means that tonight, throughout the rest of tonight, you can get 28 cents on your Fuel Saver Plus perks card with the purchase of $28 or more. It's time to open at home. It's time to beat the Ravens. It's time to put the hammer down on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio. You're listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Check out the full library of on-demand Chiefs content, including the Chiefs Kingdom Show podcast, only at kcchiefsradio.com. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. 